Hello and welcome to my latest podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about how you know when it's time to go and it's about ending a relationship, ending it well. If I had a penny for every time I'd been asked or asked myself this question I'd have a really full penny jar. The truth is that there's no one thing, no magic moment, no magic answer in fact. The closest thing I can give to an answer is that you just do, you know. Deep down in your heart, in the dead silence of the night, you just know. You absolutely know. The real question, I suppose, that people are asking is how do you find the courage to listen to yourself, allow yourself to feel the fear, and yes, just like the popular book, you've guessed it, how do you do it anyway? I was talking to my partner about this the other day. Um, That's my current partner, the man who one day will hopefully, probably, be my next, and I pretty much hope my last husband. The this being, how do you know? And when you know, what do you do with what you know? Him and I have both been in this situation before and we both likened it to being being a bit like letting a genie out of a bottle. Once you know, you know, and you can't unknow. You can pretend. I mean, we've all been there. I'm sure some of us have all been there. Put more lippy on, slap a brave face on, buy another handbag, tidy up the house, talk to your best friend, have another drink. You can pretend... But once you know, try as hard as you might, you can't unknow. I know I'm starting to ramble now and I'm talking in circles. What am I talking about? Well, it's leaving your marriage, leaving your relationship, partnership. That's the knowing I'm talking about. And it's the most often question I get asked. How do you know? Which roughly translated, I always think, means how do I know? Please help me. How do I know? So thinking about other people that I've spoken to, how did they know? They say things like, I knew when I got married it was all wrong. I knew, but I still did it. Why? Because everyone expected me to and it felt like too late to back out. I spend lots of time running around making sure that everyone has that what they need. But what about me? I told him I was fed up, but he said he was happy and I needed to sort myself out. I spent a lot of time walking around eggshells and trying not to upset him. I, I don't want him to get niggly with me. He doesn't like any of my friends, so I don't see them much now. I just can't be doing with the grief. All he ever does is sit around on his PlayStation talking to his friends. I'm surrounded by people in my house, but I feel lonely all the time. Any spare money he's got, he spends on the car. He never thinks about the kids, never thinks about me, what we might want to do as a family. We've been together for 20 years. I can't leave now. Where would I go? So what about you? Ask yourself these questions. Does he do small but persistently irritating things that he's not willing to change? Over time, have you found out about things like debts, ex-partners or other big issues that you didn't know when you first got together? Do you still trust each other? Do you still have the same or similar sexual appetite? Is this something you can talk about if it's different? Do you have the same values and do you care about the same things? Has the relationship become stale with one of you growing and changing and the other unwilling to? When you make plans, are they for you or you and the kids, but no longer include him? Do you still have fun together? Do you fantasise about life with someone, with anyone, anyone else? Can you envisage a future with him? Do you have lots of history and memories together, but find that the two of you feel like strangers these days? Does any of this sound familiar? Any of it? Well, if so, then here are some things to think about and some ideas. Number one, if you can, talk to your partner and tell them how you feel. Talk specifically about how you want things to change. Listen to them speak and if you can, work out a plan together and work work at it. Number two, if talking doesn't help, then try, try again. Be even more specific about what you need. 
Spend some regular uninterrupted time together if you can. Maybe go for a walk, have a takeaway, watch a film, have a night out. Number three, if talking together doesn't work, then think about whether relationship counselling might help. Number four, set a time frame to work on the relationship. And if the work you're putting in hasn't worked after a year, 18 months, two years, whatever timescale you're working towards, then you need to ask yourself whether you think the work ever will. Number five, if you feel like your options to keep the relationship going have run out, then work out what your options are. Speak to a trusted friend or family member and explain how you feel and talk through what you want to do. Number six, find someone who's been in the same place or position and ask them what they did. How did they know it was time to end their relationship and what did they do next? Number seven, think about what you need. If it's not relationship counselling that you think would help, what about counselling for yourself? If the relationship is over and not retrievable, then think about how you're going to end it. Do you need legal advice, housing advice, mediation? Maybe help to sort out arrangements for the kids. Number nine, if you decide to split, then what sort of split do you want to work towards? What are your red lines and boundaries? Number 10, how will you tell key people, kids, family and friends? Is this something you can do together? Number 11, where will you live? When will you go? How will you make that happen? And is is there anyone who can help you? Number 12, if you're in a marriage or civil partnership, then who will initiate the legal process to end the relationship? Number 13, if you are leaving a house, your family home maybe, then think about what you'll need, what you really, really need more than what you want. Some things will be precious and unequivocally important to you to take with you, and some things are just not worth fighting about. Number 14, if you have children, then what sort of relationship do you want to have with your ex, and how long will you need to have it? If your kids are primary school age or younger, then you'll have years ahead of navigating stuff like handovers, family events, medical issues, parents' evening, birthdays, choosing schools, school holidays, school plays, etc., Number 15, think about what sort of split you want to have and choose the solicitor that will help you have it. If you want an amicable divorce, choose a solicitor that specialises in collaborative or amicable divorce. Number 16, need help to sort out financial issues or arrangements with the kids, then find a mediator. As much as possible, and I know this can be tricky sometimes, keep your ego and your emotion outside of the legal or mediation room. Of course, it's an emotional and difficult time and you may think that you need to win at all costs. But ask yourself, in winning, what are you losing? Number 18. Approach meetings with your solicitor or mediator with specific objectives in mind. Do your research and if appropriate, take a list of questions that you want to discuss. Make the best use of the time and don't be afraid to challenge if you're not getting what you need from the meeting. Take the advice as the expertise is what you're paying for and it's built on years of experience of sitting with people in similar places. Number 19, take your emotions to your friends, your family, your therapist or your coach. Pay someone to listen to you if you need, but don't take emotional content to your solicitor or mediator. In most cases, it's not what they're trained for and it's not what they're interested in getting involved in. And in some cases, it'll cost you dearly, particularly if you think about a solicitor where you're paying by the hour. Number 20, once you're through the process and the dust has settled, then take time to look after yourself. Surround yourself with things and people that make you cheery. Be wary of the energy vampires, the friends that want to hear every gory detail and keep you in reliving and going over the situation. Be really wise and thoughtful in who and what you invest your time in.
21. Be gentle with yourself and expect to be working your way through the aftermath for a while to come. Don't rush at too much endorphin-creating things. Alcohol, drugs, sex, shopping as a way of escaping uncomfortable feelings. 22. Last but not least, take some time to stop and dream of what might come next. What do you want to do that you've never had the chance to think about before? What kind of person are you? Who are you? Who do you want to be? What kind of colour do you want to paint your bedroom? What flowers do you want to plant in a window box? What sort of relationship and life might you want to create in future? If this podcast has made you think and you are thinking about ending your relationship and want to work this through with someone because you're at the start, you're in the middle or end of the process, I'd really love to hear from you. I'm here to offer coaching, supportive challenge and to help you navigate the situation you're in alongside whatever legal and mediation help you employ to help you manage your legal and financial situation. You can find out more about what I do at wildflowerfire.co.uk. I'm Sarah and thanks for listening.